Hello, happy site owners and webmasters. Welcome to the Blog A Tip Susie podcast for October 18, 2022, and I'm your host, Mayanna. Tips this week include why you need to have a contingency plan in place for your online business. Why we have to switch to GA4 and UA has to be shut down. It's all about privacy. And why there is no longer any cross-platform tracking in GA4. How the roles of user and scope are used in GA4 reports. Where to get discounts on the GA4 course. WordPress 6.1 release candidates are rolling out and where to get a WordPress 6.1 tour and update instructions. Why the active install numbers were removed from plugins. Google showing site name now in mobile and what not to do about it. Yoast SEO has some exciting improvements. Why to add videos to Shopify and how they can be used elsewhere too. How to make money answering questions. A fun and easy way to make video clips and transcripts. And the most powerful way to show up online. So let's dive in. In Blogate Happenings, it's looking and feeling like full-on fall around here. Now, we've been having frost in the morning and all the leaves are changing. Are you feeling it where you are? Now, I know that January marks the beginning of the calendar year, but for me, fall feels like a beginning. Start of school, start of gatherings and festivities, and it's the start of hunker down and get it done time. For me, that means getting this GA4 course finished, and I'll have an update for you on that in a moment. Now, fall also reminds us of the passing of things. And me and my webmasters were reminded of that fact this past week when we learned that one of our longtime members discovered he had a terminal illness. It was literally days between learning that and becoming incapacitated and then passing. Others have taken over his business dealings as best they can, and they're in the process of closing it. Now, most all of us are solopreneurs. It's critically important that we have a plan in place so that our business can function if we have short or medium-term absence or so that someone else can take over if we cannot continue. So go read my post on how to make a contingency plan. It has all the steps and list of things to check and put into place for short, medium, and long-term needs. And if you have been following me for a while and already have yours done, do a quick check of it this week to ensure that it's up to date. Now, if you do need to shut your site down for any reason, like retiring, or letting the site you started with go so you can focus on a newer one, I offer a site sunsetting service. Just contact me for a consult and we'll get it closed properly. There are so many things about it that you probably haven't even considered. And I want to give you an update on my site services. The wait list for any site service is about four weeks at this point. So if you're ready for a site audit or a checkup through November, please fill out the site audit request form. And if you want to combine that with migrating to a better host, 
please fill out the Migration Audit Combo Request Form. You can find these and all other BlogAid site services under the Services tab in the top navigation menu. In BlogAid course happenings, I want to give you a progress report on the GA4 course because this past week I had some major breakthroughs and wall-hitting episodes while digging deep, deep, deep into what you can do with GA4. So let's start with the slightly disappointing news and where I hit a wall with the limitations of GA4 reporting. Y'all, it's all about privacy. The whole reason why GA4 was created and why UA has to have a termination date is because of all the new privacy and cookie tracking laws. This is going to radically impact your ability to gather some of the info you report to brands and ad agencies and such. Now, you can only gather demographic info on visitors who are using the Chrome browser or logged into their Google account and have allowed personal data to be gathered, which is owned by default in Chrome. So, whatever info about this you do see in GA4 is from a subset of your visitors. And there's no more cross-platform tracking. So here's the other wall I hit about what you can make reports on. You can see where the traffic is coming from, both as a lumped group of stuff called channels, like organic search that lumps all the search engines together, or organic social that lumps all those platforms together. Or you can split that info out into specifics by using source tracking and see the individual search engines and social platforms. But what you can't do is see the flow of how these visitors click through your site, at least not natively and dynamically like behavior flow. It's all because of the limits of cookie tracking individual users across platforms like when you Google something and then you start seeing ads for it on Facebook, yeah, that's tracking you across platforms. And that's what is coming to an end. So, while we may like the idea of not being tracked that way, there is also a consequence to our analytics and seeing what third-party marketing efforts are working best for us. But there is a silver lining in all this. So, that said, I did find a way to replicate behavior flow. Sort of. It's like a flow chart, like you're used to seeing in UA, but it's not dynamically generated. You literally have to create the report every time you want to see it. Now, the one saving grace of that is you can actually select either a generic starting point, like all pages viewed, or you can select a specific page post. And then you can click through to see the paths you want to see. For instance, you can start with all pages and then just click through the path of the top ones hit. It's far from a perfect solution. But do keep in mind that GA4 is still under active development. Heck, they just added bounce rate to it a few weeks ago. So I suspect we'll see more UA type things like this come over to GA4 as more folks start using it and complaining about what they can't see. Now, the good news is the foundation 
for dynamically generating such a report is already in GA4. It's just a matter of Google creating it as a default report and giving us a way to create it as a custom Explorer report. So I can show you how to track some of the things I've mentioned, like general flow and then more specific flow, like where users from Facebook go on your site. But I don't know if the reporting limitations are so great that this will be more work than it's worth for you beyond curiosity. I'll keep digging and we'll see. Now, one of the breakthroughs this past week, including digging into the default reports and discovering exactly what GA4 is showing you with them and the four main types of users and scopes they lump those user types into for these reports. And now I can show you exactly why these reports don't match what you're seeing in UA or Universal Analytics. I will also be showing you which of the default reports are worthwhile and which ones are a waste of time. And now I know exactly what custom Explorer reports to show you how to make too, so that you can see the kind of info you rely on in UA now. Now I'll have at least six to 10 examples for you. And these things are so fast and fun to create that you'll be playing with them for days. So, Forget sorting through a bunch of metrics in a layout that's hard to navigate. Now you'll be able to create a master report for traffic and another for acquisition and see exactly what you want to see and all laid out exactly how you want to see it. Now y'all, I'm about 85% finished with writing the tutorials at this point. Woohoo! And I'm hoping to totally finish them this week and finalize the course outline. Once I get to that point, I'll be setting up the course and email list. And once I get that done, I'll start recording the first section of tutorials. And once they're ready, I'll be opening the course up for purchase. Woo now, I'll likely be doing a stage release, meaning that the biggest discounts will be during the initial offer. And as I add more tutorials, the price will go up every week until I hit the discount rate that I'm going to offer for the holiday sales stuff. So look for that announcement in Blogade News as you'll hear about it there before I tell the general public. Now, the other reason you'll want to jump on this right away is time. This course is only going to be available through the end of the year, and you'll want to get started right away. All right, y'all, that's all the happenings around here. Let's dive into this week's tips and news. In WordPress tips, the WordPress release candidates are rolling out. The RC1, or Release Candidate 1, of WordPress 6.1 rolled out last week, and I expect RC2 to roll out today. Now, an RC means that no new changes will be added, and they're just doing bug fixes. The final release is expected the first week of November, and I'll start my testing the week prior to that, and we'll have a video tour for you of what's in this release. And Blogate News subscribers will be the only folks who get my special update instructions for WordPress 6.1 please actually check that you're subscribed to that email list. Not kidding. 
Three times a year, I send out those instructions to that list. And three times a year, I get emails from folks who say they didn't get it. They're subscribed to a course or a membership list or such and thought they were subscribed to Blogade News too. Nope. Now, if you get Tips Tuesday in your inbox, then you are subscribed to Blogade News. If you don't get it or you just listen to the podcast, you're missing a lot, including the special discounts I'll be sending out for the GA4 course and important or emergency update or security news. So go subscribe today and check that those Tips Tuesday emails are actually showing up in your inbox every week. In plug-in tips, no, we have a little bit of WordPress drama happening, mainly with the plugin devs, but this may impact you a little bit too. WordPress has decided to remove the active install data from the plugins page in the WordPress plugin repository. They cited some folks are gaming the system. Now, like everything WordPress does these days, it's controversial. And the plugin devs are up in arms about it. Now, I won't be following this news too closely, as active installs are the last thing I judge a plugin's worthiness by. But if it's something you look at, I wanted you to know why that info is no longer there, at least for now. In SEO tips, ooh, Google is trying to clean up the way links look on search for mobile users. And I've got a link for you in the show notes where you can see it. And they recently stopped using the title tag in your post and replaced it simply with the site's name and favicon above the title, as they think folks care more about the trustworthiness of the brand. And I've already seen multiple reports that it doesn't work right for a variety of reasons. Like, if you have more than one word in your domain name or one like Blogade that folks could split up, the search may not show up at all. Now, I've also seen reports of things you can tweak in your schema markup. My advice is do nothing. Google tweaks on the look of search all the time. This is a technical whack-a-mole game you don't want to play. Now, if this is going to stick, the schema markup will be added by Yoast. I just wanted to alert you in case you do a search on mobile for your site by site name and then keyword. It's going to look different. And speaking of schema markup, the latest version of Yoast SEO has some nice improvements. One of them deals with how older or ill-coded themes output empty values for breadcrumbs that causes Google to pick them up as an error. And there is a new noindex follow attribute that's been added to all comments so they don't get indexed. And Twitter is only using the large format card now, so Yoast is dropping the choice for the smaller one so that your OG tag will be correct. And I think most of us had it set to the large one. Anyway, in video monetization tips, folks like to see products in use. That way they can easily see themselves using it too. That's also why Google is so hot to get product reviews from real people who are using the product or at least demonstrating it. 
and video is the best way to show folks why you love this thing or how to best use your product. And Yoast has a nice post on how to add those videos to your Shopify store. And these videos will play nicely on all other platforms too, including YouTube, your site, and social media. Hey, let me tell you about a way to answer questions and make money. You know something about something. That's what your blog is all about. You're sharing what you know, and it's helpful to other folks. But what brought someone to your site was a question. They had a question about something, and they came to you for an answer. Another great way you can make the most out of this is by making a video that answers a question. And Smarty has a post on the Blogging Wizard about how to use your blog to support your consulting business. Now, you run a consulting business, even if all you do is blog. Let that sink in. Folks have a question, and they're coming to you for that answer. And they are trusting you to give them the most helpful answer, too. And if it's the most helpful answer, they keep coming back for more of them. Well, that's what a consultant does. They listen to the problem and give folks helpful solutions. Video clips that answer questions are the most personalized way to do it. So if you want to build trust in a hurry, make a talking head video or a demonstration video. You know, show and tell is powerful stuff. And it's a tribe builder. And it's a brand sponsor attractor, too. And woohoo! I found a perfect example of a video that solves a problem. I saw it on TikTok. And the creator shows you a quick and easy way to make a clip from a longer video. You just upload the video and it spits out a transcript. Then you just click on that part of the transcript that you want to make a clip out of. And voila! You can upload that short clip to so many places. And I have to tell you, I may use this for my own purposes. I think on my feet. I like to talk things out. And sometimes I speak something so brilliant, I want to write it down and use it later. Well, why not record this talk it out session and then upload it and get the transcript plus the clips as highlights? Huh? In marketing tips. Oh, I saw something about the most powerful way to show up online. Pat Flynn shared a story of how he started making money online after he got laid off from his job years ago. And one of those ways surprised the heck out of him. He had a course to teach folks how to pass an exam. And then the folks who administered the exam put out their own course. Well, he thought he was done for, and he was shocked at why so many folks still wanted to buy his course. And when he asked them, they said they trusted him because he had actually taken the exam. Here's the thing. You've been there. You've done stuff. Folks want to learn from you. That's also why you've waited for my GA4 course. You know the quality of my courses. You know I'm going to test things. You know 
I'm going to be thorough. I've been there ahead of you, and I can show you the best route. Now, do you care if I know every single thing that GA4 can do? No. You care that I can sort all of this stuff out and show you what you need to know about it as a blogger and that I'm not going to waste your time with a bunch of info you don't need. You can do the same for your peeps. It's not about knowing everything. It's about helping folks that can benefit from your experiences with it and sharing info that is tailored to their needs. In fact, that's the most powerful info on the planet. All right, y'all, that's a wrap for this week's Tips Juicy. Thanks for sharing this podcast and post with your blogging buddies and for leaving comments and reviews too. And tell everybody you know about this GA4 course. And be sure to visit blogaid.net for more tips and resources. And I'll see you online.